Welcome to a bonus episode of AUENV233 Dirt on Soils podcast. This episode is a look back at the two previous quizzes to highlight some questions that were frequently answered incorrectly. But first, let's hear from our friends, RHCP. The specific focus for us today is on the multiple choice category from quizzes two and three. To follow along, you can access a scanned copy of your quiz two via eClass, and quiz three is also found on eClass as it was done digitally. Let's start with quiz two. We're going to discuss multiple choice questions number two, four, and seven. Question two asked, you find that the cation exchange capacity of a sandy loam soil at pH 5.0 is 8 centimoles of charge per kilogram, and at pH 8.2 it is 14 centimoles of charge per kilogram. What is the most likely reason for this difference? As a general tip for quiz taking, I always advocate an approach that looks at the question and says, what information is provided here? What are the missing pieces of this question? And so how can I put those two things together? to come up with one of these solutions. In the example of question two, we're concerned with two different soil properties, pH and cation exchange capacity. We have a lower CEC at a lower pH, which means we would have fewer negative charges at the colloid surface. Why would this happen? Under neutral pH conditions, we have a lot of hydroxyl or OH negative groups on the edges of colloids, leading to an overall negative charge. If we increase the number of OH negative ions in the soil solution, thus increasing the pH and becoming more alkaline, many of the OH negative ions would pull hydrogens from the surface of colloids, increasing the negative charge, meaning creating a higher CEC. The opposite also happens. If we decrease OH negative, we have more neutral neutral ions, or even positive charges on the colloid surface. These patterns mean that the answer for question two is B, ionization of carboxyl and phenolic groups to release H plus ions. Let's move on to question four. Question four asks about the matrix potential of soil water and provides five possible statements. The correct answer is B, but let's go through them. A is that matrix potential is greatly influenced by salts. This is incorrect as it describes osmotic potential. B indicates that matrix potential is not influenced appreciably by gravity. This is true as gravity would apply primarily in saturated conditions with minimal matrix potential. C is that matrix potential is generally higher than pure water. And this is wrong because matrix potential is stronger as it becomes more negative. D is that matrix potential is little affected by soil solids. This is false because the solids in a soil and their respective sizes define matrix potential. And E is that matrix potential is less in a sandy soil with 20% moisture content than a clay soil at the same moisture content. This is false because the smaller particles mean smaller spaces and more tightly held water molecules. So the matrix potential would actually be less in the clay soil or stronger. Question seven asks, the negative charges associated with smectite clay crystals are due mostly to? The correct answer here is A, 
as an isomorphous substitution of magnesium, which has a 2 plus charge, for aluminum, which has a 3 plus charge. This means that there's less positive charges overall in the clay crystal and increasing cation exchange capacity or negative charge. If you look at all the other answers, they would lead to a more positive charge. Now let's move on to quiz number three and three questions that were um, answered incorrectly by a high proportion of students were uh, multiple choice questions two, seven, and nine. Question two asks, which ions saturate the exchange complexes of highly acid soils? The answer here is exchangeable aluminum three plus ions. This is due primarily to aluminum three plus and its tendency to hydrolyze or split water, making more H plus ions available. Question seven asked, which group of earthworms is most important for decomposing litter at the surface? The correct answer was A, epigeic earthworms, as they have limited or very shallow burrows and consume vast quantities of organic matter. A hint is in the name. Epi means outside, similar to epidermis. Finally, question nine was a true-false, asking if although numbers of microorganisms are larger than the number of macroorganisms, the reverse is true for their biomass. The correct answer is false, as even the biomass of microorganisms in a hectare far exceeds the biomass, in other words, weight, of macroorganisms. So that was just a quick bonus podcast to give you a little bit of review uh, and learning from those previous quizzes. And these were questions that were answered by a, a fair number of students incorrectly. So I really wanted to get those um, answers on the record for you and to, for your review for the final exam. Um, but that's about it. I hope this was helpful. And if you have any questions, you can follow up with me via email or on the virtual office hours via Zoom. Thanks, and we'll see you in the next podcast.